Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our podcast, The Tryhards. This is episode three, Taking the First Step. Weekly, you can hear us talk about different aspects of entrepreneurship, business ownership, and what it's like doing it so young. We are your hosts, Maddie Thompson. And Bella Rookley. Thank you for joining us. So I guess the elephant in the room is that we both have businesses that we started from the ground up. (laughs) Yeah, so we want to talk about kind of what it was like. Yeah, so what was it like starting your business, Maddie? For me, so it's kind of weird because I've had so many different businesses, right? So it's like, are we talking about specifically Spark or just businesses in general? I mean, you can talk about your whole experience if you want. We've got time. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I guess like my first official business business was social clothing. So that was a clothing brand I started back in 2018. But it was weird because I didn't start it with the intent of it being a business. I started it with the intent of getting a good grade in business class. <laughs> right? Yeah. So like the motivation was already there because I wanted to have a good grade in that. But I guess even further back, um, I was with Triple Flip, a clothing brand, a Canada-wide clothing brand for activewear, and I had a clothing line with them called the Maddie Collection. And so that was kind of a little bit of entrepreneurship in a way, like I was 13 years old putting out clothes into a store, um, which is crazy. So like, I guess that's kind of entrepreneurship. So that was kind of my first little tidbit of feeling what starting a business in a way feels like, right? Because I was nervous. I was 13. I went to their headquarters in Calgary and I sat with the CEO and all the marketing managers and we had a conversation about what we were going to do for the summer collection and all of this stuff. And it was just weird to be in that corporate environment. How did you even get into that? Like, how did that opportunity come up? (laughs) That's a whole other story. I mean, I guess I could talk about that too. Might as well. Um, This is the short version, at least. So when I was young, I loved designing clothes. Like, I would just draw random clothes. And one thing I loved to draw was ball gowns. Don't know why. I don't even wear dresses. I, I actually hate dresses. Bella can Uh, definitely (laughs) yeah Yeah. so that's kind of like a really weird part of the story um but one day I drew a bunch of ball gown dresses and I loved them and for some reason I think I saw Gary V or somebody like that say you just gotta dm people to get opportunities at 13 you've probably seen that too though like videos like that. oh absolutely I have but at 13 you actually did that yeah so so I decided to just dm tons of businesses these ball gown designs and yeah like everyone from lululemon to smaller brands actually aviva replied to like you know the lululemon yeah. kids yeah they, they responded to me also could you imagine if Lululemon started selling ball gowns? Oh my god. <laughs> but, but the one company, Triple Flip, responded to me. And like, even though it was ball gowns and they sell activewear, they still wanted to meet me. And so they were doing a photo shoot in Winnipeg and invited me to go. And then they surprised me with being in the photo shoot, met up with me. We talked about fashion, why I love fashion, why I love drawing, and they offered me an internship with them to have my own collection. So that was scary, but I think like I was so young 
And I didn't really fully understand what it meant that I wasn't scared at the same time. It was just just weird because I wasn't scared. See, I had a totally different experience with mine. I was like so terrified at the start. Uh, When I started um, Arabella Aesthetics, my first business, I was sort of like timid and I didn't really like know how to like market myself. My entire idea for branding was just pink. That that was the <laughs> pink was all of the thought that went into that. And then nothing other than my website was pink. Well, I mean, I did have some challenges within the actual logistics of my services with Arabella Aesthetics. But then I sort of was thinking as I sort of got more into it, like the profit margin wasn't really there for me. Like I just didn't love having to like work this hard and it was hard on my body because I was bent over because all in the, the time. in the lashes game you need a lot of product also right like and the it's actual expensive. yeah the actual lashes the glue yeah. all of that costs and then I was a beginner and so I wasn't charging very much and so I was getting like very very minimal profit I was pulling in lots of money but I was also pumping it back into my business because I didn't really understand like how it worked. I should have just been charging more and managing my money and my products a little bit better. But that all comes with time and learning. Mm -hmm. And so then because I felt like I wasn't making enough money, I essentially just went to you and was like, hey, I want to start an online business just like Spark. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we can transition back to you. Can you tell us about um, how... It was like starting Spark. Like, how did that even happen? Yeah, okay, I'll talk about Spark also. So, Spark Media kind of started on a whim because I was mad at my previous employer. And I don't know, like, I knew there was opportunity and I just... I just jumped, right? A revenge business? Yeah, revenge business in a way. Like, But, like, how did you feel going into it? How did I feel? I felt like I had nothing to lose. Because I didn't put any money into it. I mean, I guess that's fair. Like, Instagram is free. You already had all of the tools that you needed. You had a phone. You had a laptop. Yeah. Canva's free. Yeah, I think the fact that I didn't put anything into it at the beginning is, like, you can put more of yourself into it and put more time into it almost because you're not so focused on the money aspect and what you're spending. And once I got that first client, that... $80 $80 a month client. I I was like, oh my God, I am making, like, I think my paychecks back then, I think I was making like $400 a month total at my job. And so for me, $80 was like huge. That was like, oh my God, my gas is paid, right? So I was ecstatic over that and I, that kind of fueled it. So I wasn't scared either because I already had a job and I wasn't Like, I don't have to pay for a monthly subscription to Instagram, right? No, yeah. So it's, like, a little bit different. Uh, I think I'm more nervous now. What's making you nervous now? Like, trying to actually grow it, to me, is scarier than starting it. I feel like I can start anything and it'll work. Like, that's probably a bad mindset to have because then I don't actually think about it. But I feel like if I start anything, it'll work. The issue is always just actually growing it. Oh, come on. Don't worry about it. I'll and- just hire you to work for Rookly no. Network. Yeah, and do what? Uh, you can, I'll teach you front-end design. No, I can't do that <laughs> shit. There's no way. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I guess 
um, transitioning forward a little bit, what did you wish that you knew before you started any of your respective businesses? Like, was there one thing that you went into that you were like, oh, man, looking back, I wish that I would have just known about this one thing. Like, I mean, there's a million things, but I think that part of the process is just failing and learning. If you know everything beforehand or think you know everything beforehand, you're not going to grow and you're not going to evolve your business into something better, right? Everything's always changing. Trends are always changing. Systems are always changing. So you got to make sure that you're, you have a growth mindset and you're growing with your business. I guess for me, I guess I wish that I knew what branding was. <laughs> I'm taking an advanced marketing course right now in university. And today we actually learned what are the key, t- key things to consider when creating a brand or doing a brand exercise. And... I obviously over the past like what year and a half, two years, I have figured out a little bit more than just pick a color. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that I did know a little bit more about that when I was starting Rookley Network. Like with, with Arabella Aesthetics, it wasn't necessarily as crucial, but now that the only thing that, um, I have going for finding clients is either referrals or, People seeing me online, seeing my business online and going, oh, wow, like they have a strong brand. Let's look at their services and their products and see if it's something that I need. Mm -hmm. Because part of coming up with a brand is actually determining who you are, what your value is, and how you are going to separate yourself from everyone else in your niche or in your or focusing on the same target because we have such a crowded market space right now. Yeah. And back to the branding stuff too, like the colors isn't even half. No. Because you, you even have like how the brand's verbiage is, like the tone, how they're speaking. And then you also have the whole other personal branding side where it's the founder, right? Yeah. And they have a personal brand that should relate to the actual brand and it all needs to be decently consistent. Well, I mean, I think that just one of the biggest things for me was learning that a brand isn't just visually what you see when you look at a business. It's not just the logos and the color and the slogan. There is like, it's so, so deep and so multifaceted. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that was a huge lesson for me that I'm still very much trying to figure out. (laughs) Nowhere near done, but that was something that I do wish that I knew. And I guess on a more applicable note, I wish that I would have spent a little bit more time learning how to code and maybe just learning a little bit more on how to manipulate uh, the interfaces before I started saying, yes, I can do this, I can do that. My strong suit is WordPress. Stick to what you know. <laughs> like, obviously, up for challenges, of course, but I said yes to a couple websites that I just had no idea what I was doing, and I figured it out along the way, but I think that if I would have just admitted to what I can and can't do a little bit earlier on, that would have also been a good thing to know is, like, what to say no to. Step out of your comfort zone. But not. But too. realistically. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I'm a big believer in like, yes, you don't want to turn down something if somebody's asking for it. But I know that if somebody asks me for a website, 
I'm not going to take it because A, I don't care to learn about websites and B, uh, I just have no previous skill whatsoever. Also, I would just hand it off to Bella. Yeah, of course. (laughs) But then the big thing with Maddie though, which totally going to call you out here, she will text me sometimes and be like, hey, so somebody just texted me and asked me about this. And so now I'm a YouTube manager or now I'm figuring out API or like doing. Well, API is for my own. Like, okay, so I'm trying to learn retargeting ads and all that stuff, but I'm not doing it for others. I'm doing that for Spark. I know that you are, but I just, she said, she texts me things all the time and is like, hey, I'm learning this. And I'm like, that is great. I love that you're learning that. Please tell me that you're learning that out of interest. (laughs) Half. half. Depends. But then again, I guess that is also it. It's, It's staying relevant and it is constantly growing. It's that growth mindset that if you just, if I were to just be closed minded and say, well, I don't know how to do this, and so I'm just only going to do WordPress well, how for the do you rest grow? of my life. How do you grow? Well, eventually WordPress isn't going to be cool anymore. I Word on the street <laughs> is that it's already not cool. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but um, and that's, that's why you can't just stick to one thing. Yeah, that's where that whole like jump into it yeah. stands, right? What's the title of this episode again? The title of this episode? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I should be taking, taking the, the first oh, yeah. step. That's where it goes back to taking the first step. You just need to do it. Like yeah. Nike, just do it. See, I should have <laughs> known the title. I mean, I said it at the beginning of this, but I already forgot. That's okay. <laughs> we just ramble on Take about Take the first step and then go with the flow. So that yeah, I perfect. guess the next uh, component of this uh, podcast that we have planned is talking about advice that we have for listeners that may be considering starting a new business. Do you have any advice or do you want me to go first? Um, my advice, my like, I don't really have that much advice, I guess. Just make sure you're keeping track of your finances right at the beginning because that's by far the worst thing I did. I didn't even track it at the beginning because I was like, well, I have no cost and I'm making an amount that I can just keep in my head. And I thought that was good enough. And now I look back and it's those numbers still matter, obviously, because I need to see the growth and I need to keep track of all that stuff, especially for taxes too. And I did not even, I didn't even have a balance sheet for probably the first four months. So that's like step one, get a balance sheet going. Even if you're at zero, it's just going to make you just learn, learn how to use it. There are so many templates that you can find online. There's so many tools that you can just Google. How do I make a balance sheet Mm -hmm. and stuff will come up. And so then even if you don't get into like the more complex components of doing your own finances, I would say that that is definitely a big thing. However, Mm -hmm. I did do that right from the get-go because I love spreadsheets. (laughs) I make spreadsheets for literally anything and everything. (laughs) So I guess that the advice that I would have would be to learn as you go, but then always feel comfortable asking for help. When I was first starting my businesses, I like didn't even tell my family that I was starting Rookly Network. I just kind of let them figure it out (laughs) because I was afraid of failing and I didn't want anyone to judge me. And I figured if it fails and nobody knows about it, then it's okay. But it's actually part of the learning process. 
and to learn how to fail to learn how to fail and to be okay with it and so asking for help will actually usually prevent you from failing at least sooner Mm -hmm. which means that there's bigger lessons in it and I think that confidence is definitely key oh I have another one what is it I have another tip um so at the so at the beginning of spark I feel like I was kind of nervous because I was a one person show yeah. And it was like, who wants to work with one person doing social media management and branding and that sort of thing? Why would they choose me over a bigger agency with resources, right? So I would try to brand myself on social media as if I was a bigger business. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my business still worked anyway, but I think if I would have actually been honest and personalized it more, it would have done better Because I was so hell-bent on seeming like a big business right at the beginning. Well, nobody is, right? So it was like, I just bullshitted the whole thing, and it wasn't authentic. Yeah. And so I wish that I just stuck to branding it myself, like, as me, you know? See, I don't know. My mom taught me never to lie. And so when I was building my website, I'm still a one-man show because I haven't actually hired anyone yet. Although I do actually have a few people on the prospects, which is quite exciting. Um, When I was building my website and I was putting in all of my content, I wanted to write we on things. Like, we are excited to have you or whatever I write. But I couldn't because who's we? It's just me. And so then right now my website just says I because but that's there's okay. nobody else. That's and okay. I think just own it, you know? Yeah, because like, I did the we thing, and it was stupid. And I think that it's so cool that I can say, like, I have my own business. Like, who says we have our, my own business? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it's bad grammar, but it's like when Maddie <laughs> talks about Spark Media, she doesn't say, yeah, I have this business and all these people help me with it. Like, yeah, you have employees. Own that as well. But, yeah. like... It's still your business and you started it and you should be proud of it right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that was sort of a big thing that I didn't do, but I totally watched you do that. And I was like, (laughs) who's we? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I have one, I have a med spa client who actually does a really good job at this. So on social media there there's like the more corporate type of posts because she has an employee and whatnot so then there's like the general we type of posts about the business and about products that situation and then we also have captions and posts that are personalized to her and it even like says her name at the bottom and it's all i and you can tell it's right from the owner so that's also a really good way of doing it, I think. Like, I've been trying to do that with Spark also, kind of differentiate. You can tell what I've written, and then you can tell what more of the corporate selling or tip side of things are. Yeah, definitely. But. I don't know, and I'm just starting out. I Just a couple days before we filmed this, actually yesterday, the day before we filmed this episode, I posted my first reels on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and Wait, that is all do? me oh I don't know I don't have I don't have lots of followers yet because I haven't been yeah, working on it pumped out dude yeah. your first one about spark has 1800 there you views go. there you go good. that's not bad well you guys have to go watch it now it was it was hilarious I give it a 10 out of 10 but you guys should all just go and follow me at Rookley Network and you can check it out I give it a 10 out of 10 too 
And I mean, I guess that's all, folks. Check our cute asses yeah. out on Insta at the Tryhards Podcast. You can follow me, Bella Rookley, on Instagram at Bella Rookley and at Rookley Network. And you can follow Maddie Thompson at Maddie.Teresa and at SparkMediaMB. Sorry. See you next that time. That was my worst outro ever. <laughs>